yeah welcome in welcome back to another episode of the format podcast got a pretty interesting show for you here today gonna talk some uh dylan brooks and lebron james and of course michael jordan gets slid in there generally when you talk about lebron michael jordan somehow seems to come up even though <laughs> realistically they're nothing alike and not even remotely similar players but regardless of all that Definitely want you to stick around for that one. But before we do, you know what it is. Please go ahead, if you haven't already and you're here on YouTube, click that subscribe, that like, and that notification bell so you can be uh, kept up to date whenever new content comes out, whether it's the polls that I'm starting to do and, and the post here on YouTube or uh, shorts or just the uh, regular full-length videos. Now, um, if you want the audio-only version of the podcast, go ahead, open up your audio podcast platform, hit the search bar, type in the format podcast, give us a search, we should come up and you can subscribe right there. If you enjoy the content, please make sure you like or give us that five star review. And uh, if you know other sports fans who uh, would like to enjoy this content as well, kind of out of the box thinking and not necessarily parroting what you hear on a lot of the mainstream uh, sports programs, make sure you share it with them. Um, all that stuff helps us rise in the algorithm, helps us find more sports fans, helps more sports fans find us. Now, let's get right to it. So if you remember um, on the basketball front a couple of weeks ago, former Miami Heat guard and LeBron James teammate, Mario Chalmers made a bit of a stir when uh, he said that players didn't fear LeBron James the same way they feared Michael Jordan. Now, that's something I've thought for years and years, being especially that I came up in that Jordan era. So I wished it, witnessed it with my own eyes and paid attention to the things that other players would say, etc. And so um, that was a thing. And uh, I did a show on that, did some YouTube shorts, got some feedback and all that good stuff. So um, definitely thought it was interesting. And, you know, we had guys in the mainstream, your Shannon Sharps, your Nick Wrights, who went absolutely, you know, insane, apoplectic. They were not happy with that commentary. They thought it was faulty, foolhardy. I don't know why you would think that 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 commentary is like untrue especially if it's coming from a guy who was right there for four years and witnessed it all but i know why the fact is when a guy who's that close to lebron and who plays in the nba says it it ruins that faulty fake narrative that lebron is the greatest of all time and better than michael jordan but regardless of any of that um that was said i did the shows on it and i thought that was interesting now why is that important today a couple of weeks later because uh, last night, the Memphis Grizzlies in their first round series against the LA Lakers, uh, they, they won their game by 10 points. And it was kind of unexpected because their star player, John Morant, is out with injury. Now, where this really comes to the fore is you got a guy like Dylan Brooks, who is a uh, defender. I don't know if he's an elite defender, but he's a guy who really, really pushes the envelope. He's a try hard defender, really gives the effort. And if you've ever played basketball, most of playing good defense really is effort. So he's a quality defender and um, he's a guy that talks like most of the Memphis Grizzlies, right? He's a guy that talks. But the reason I'm bringing this up specifically is because after the game, after the Grizzlies won, he had some interesting things to say. Check it out and uh, we'll come back and talk about that. There are some people, Lakers are making that run, they get up to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. Uh, you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come 
and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. If it's LeBron, if it's AD, if it's whoever. Um, and I play my heart out. So, you know, um, he knows that. You know, they, most of the NBA knows that. And I know my guys know that. And I try to get them on that same type of time every time we, every time we touch that floor. You know, I play, I play hard. You know, I got to find a way to, you know, not get the fouls on, like, Reeves on the transition or Rui when he's driving. Um, you know, use those fouls, you know, for LeBron and AD and, you know, the guys when I'm guarding. I said, oh, I said, um, you know, finally you want to talk. And then we started getting into a, you know, conversation. And I just let him know that, you know, you don't, you can't take me one-on-one. You know, you haven't. You can go look at the film. He doesn't really take me one-on-one until that moment. Then when he got subbed out, he was tired. That's why I did my job. Now, where this is interesting is during the game itself, uh, LeBron hit a shot, um, uh, like a fadeaway mid-range jumper over Dylan Brooks, and he had something to say, and they were kind of uh, back and forth chirping at one another. But the fact is this. This is my biggest point, right? I made that video a couple weeks ago, and I said, guys would never have talked to Michael Jordan like that without a severe, severe repercussion. And realistically, very few did talk to him like that, right? Like, uh, Reggie Miller talks about talking to Michael Jordan, and this is, I want to say he was a rookie at the time, and he learned very quickly not to do that, even though he's one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. Uh, Kevin Garnett talked trash to Michael Jordan. He was a rookie. Again, he learned very quickly not to do that. But the general respect was there. Like, guys didn't talk greasy and say these type of things to Michael Jordan. It, it just didn't happen. Um, except Kobe. Kobe is probably arguably one of the most fearless competitors who ever played the game. But the fact is, guys simply don't respect LeBron James the same way. And to, to give a quick example, um, there are, you know, a handful of players that have played against Kobe, LeBron and Michael Jordan. And I'm trying to think, I don't think I've heard any of them say that they would put LeBron ahead of the other two. The, the fear just isn't there for what a guy like Kobe or a guy like Mike or even a guy like Bird is going to do to you in terms of on the court. Um, Dylan Brooks will never be, he will never have a hundredth of the career that LeBron James has had. And that's no slight on Dylan Brooks. He, he's an NBA player, one of maybe only 4,500 uh, players to ever play in the NBA. One of what, 420, 440 guys in the league right now. And so that makes you one of the, what, 450 best players on earth if you're in the NBA. Cool. But he will never be able to sniff the type of career and career achievements that LeBron James has had. And most people have LeBron James in their top five. Matter of fact, I, I need to go through actually today and reassess my top 10 list and kind of see where LeBron gets in. That's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to do a show on that. Um, because previously he wasn't in my top 10 at all. I got to see where he fits his career achievements, make it real hard to keep him out of there, but definitely have difficulty figuring who I'm going to move him ahead of, but that's a whole different story. Anyway, um, his career achievements are one of the greatest careers in the history of the sport. No question about it, him being LeBron. So the, the fact that um, a guy like Dylan Brooks, who is going to be a role player at best for his entire career, barring something miraculous, feels like he can go ahead and make the type of commentary that he's made about LeBron is, I want to say it's beyond me, but it's really not. Because again, it gets right back to that same point that dudes don't respect LeBron the same way. They don't fear LeBron the same way. And 
it's going to be very interesting to see if LeBron um, attacks him directly, him being Dylan Brooks in game three. I personally don't think he will. I, I'm going to have to probably try to uh, take some five-hour energy or something and stay up and watch that game. It's going to be out west, so it's going to be a late one. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to watching that because LeBron James is a guy who is a master in the pick and roll. Why is he a master in the pick and roll? Because he's always looking for a mismatch because realistically his one-on-one -on -one game and his offensive toolkit is not really the type that he can go at an elite defender or a really good defender and just uh give him work like that's not he has trouble with those kind of guys so he's always looking for an easier route downhill or an easier you know an easier guy to uh to, to go against when the ball is in his hand so i'm really curious to see if he's actually going to uh go at dylan brooks i mean if you're lebron I guess there's two ways to look at this. One, if you're LeBron, the first way is my career is set. I'm set in stone. A lot of people think I'm the greatest of all time. A lot of people think I'm number two. Most people think I'm top five. Like I can ignore this guy and just play my game and try to win. Now, the other side of that coin is if you really believe you're the GOAT, like you said, and you're that type of player, you should go out here with the mentality to completely annihilate this dude. But it's it's my feeling and and you know i could be wrong but after having seen this guy for the past 20 years he's not really for the most part the type of guy like if it's in the course of trying to win a game for his team yeah he'll do that like we saw him completely annihilate the boston celtics um when he played in miami and he gave that i want to say that 45 and 16 virtuoso performance in boston to um to to put the heat ahead in that series and basically um, close it out um, so he's a guy that has the ability to do that um, in the concept of a team game, but he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who has the ability to do that in terms of a one-on-one -on -one matchup, just looking to destroy someone and make an example. Like you get that from your Kobe's, you get that from your Jordan's, you got that from your Allen Iverson's, maybe your Bird's and your Isaiah Thomas's, but LeBron just, I don't know, he's not, I don't want to say he's not built that way, but he's. I guess yeah, I do want to say that he's just not built that way. Like he's not that dude that does that. Again, all kudos to him because he's had an incredible career and he can pull those type of games out within the concept of a team game. But I, I don't think he has it to really just go with somebody and destroy him. Now, hey, I'll be the first to come back on here and say I was wrong if he does that in game three, but it'll be interesting to see. And even if he did have that, he's also not still the same guy. I mean, he's 38 years old with tons and tons of mileage on him. So there's that. Um, but this is going to be really, really interesting to see. And again, the biggest point here is they don't respect him the same way. Nobody in their right mind would have made some public comments like that about Michael Jordan. And that was the other thing, right? Even when you saw dudes, you know, really get into it with Mike, other great competitors, your Reggie Millers on the court, got into it with Mike. Um, like I said, your, your Kevin Garnett's, those guys do it on the court. They're not getting in front of the media for this stuff to be bulletin board material to that basketball psychopath for the next two days or three days until they play again, right? That wouldn't have happened. Even now, I get it as someone who has um, done post-game interviews and stuff, you, you're going to ask that question, right? And if you ask that question, that's cool because you're looking for a response. You're looking to get more. You're get, looking to get a great quote for your article or for whatever. But 
at the end of the day, you ask that question, if you're Dylan Brooks, what you say is, hey, listen, you know, it's chippy out there. This is the NBA playoffs. Guys, uh, guys, emotions are running high and uh, we're, we're out there looking to compete. So, you know, we just got into some talk and that was it, right? But you make this comment that's bulletin board material going forward. You know, LeBron James, if you're that dude you say you are, he should get 50 next game because guaranteed, if this is Michael Kobe, that's what he would be getting. But we know that you don't have that same mindset. Again, if I'm wrong, I will be glad to come out here and say it um, next, next uh, after the next game, but it should be interesting. Anyway, what I want to know from you is, again, do you believe that uh, players uh, today or in the past respect Michael Jordan more than they respect LeBron James? or fear Michael Jordan more than they fear LeBron James. Uh, also, what do you think of Dylan Brooks making these comments? And do you think LeBron James is gonna come out and go scorched earth to make a point? All right, can't wait to hear it. Leave your comments in the comments section and uh, uh, I'll be back next episode and I'm out. Peace.